Welcome to the Zen Stoic Path. In this episode, we're going to be talking about a Zen story called A Cup of Tea. So the story goes like this. Nanin, a Japanese master, received a university professor who came to learn about Zen. Now, Nanin always served tea to his guests. So he began to pour his visitor's cup, the university professor. And then he continued to pour, even after the cup was full. The professor watched the cup begin to overflow until he could no longer restrain himself. And then he said to Nanin, it's overflowing, no more will go in. Like this cup, the master said, you are full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I show you Zen unless you first empty your cup? This is a profound story because the simplicity of it is the very thing that keeps us from being able to experience our own awakening and liberation. Much of the time, it is not because we're not doing enough, but rather because we have consumed too much. We have consumed too much in terms of our beliefs, in terms of our opinions, our speculations about life, about people. And in having a mind that is full in having a mind that is grasping at convictions and different things that we latch onto, we are unable to take in anything new. In Zen, this is very much known as a beginner's mind, having the beginner's mind in going in to all activities with what is called your original mind. Now, original mind is basically a mind that is pure, a mind that is not grabbing onto things, a mind that doesn't already believe that it knows the solution to its problems. And when we talk about the Zen Stoic intentions and delusions, this story really highlights the intention of understanding rather than the intention of control. You see, when we intend to control, we begin to have our beliefs, our convictions. Now, one of the reasons that we intend to control is because life is very uncertain. We never know what's going to happen and everything is always changing. And when it comes to attachment being the root of suffering, the reason why it's the root of suffering is because we're trying to attach to an ever-moving reality that is consistently shifting and changing and attempting to attach to that which we feel certain about. And when we feel this sense of uncertainty, we try to control our environment. We try to control it with our actions, but we mainly try to control the environment through our beliefs, through our convictions, our speculations, our opinions, the things that we feel so passionately about at times and that we're so sure of are the very things that keep us from being able to be in the actual present moment and the things that prevent us from being able to learn new things about ourselves or about life and reality. So when we're attempting to empty our cup in order to be able to learn, in order to take it all in, Ultimately, what we need to do is begin with the intention of understanding. If you have any area in your life where you're going in, you feel like you already know what's up, you are not seeing anything wrong, or you're thinking to yourself, I'm doing everything right, and yet still, yet still things are not working out, then what you're doing is you're intending the delusion of control. You assume that you know everything there is to know about the problem or the solution or the way of being that you may be chosen in a particular context. Nothing can change until we are willing to admit that something is wrong or until we are willing to let go of our preconceived notions 
and speculations. If we're able to let these things go, if we're able to admit that something isn't right, then we go in with a sense of curiosity and understanding. And we not only intend the, the intention of understanding, but we also intend the intention of discipline, of actually working through something. And sometimes discipline is not in the consuming of more, but rather the subtraction. There's a Japanese proverb, or a Zen proverb rather, that says, if you want knowledge, add something every day. If you want wisdom, subtract something every day. When it comes to emptying our cup, it is about subtracting the non-essential from our lives. Subtracting the non-essential can sometimes be scary because we sometimes associate and identify with the beliefs in our life, the material possessions in our life, the ways of being, the behaviors, and we sometimes identify with these things and think that they validate our sense of identity. And for that reason, we choose not to let them go. But what we end up doing is we end up filling up our bandwidth within our own minds of who we are. We become full, like the cup that is overflowing from the tea being poured in. Thus, any new information that you take in or any new experiences just overflow and are, in essence, measured against your preconceived notions and beliefs. It's hard for us to have an original experience after we are so full of our previous convictions. So when you think about this story of emptying the cup, think about what is non-essential in my life? What can I let go of today? What beliefs, behaviors, even material possessions, things in your physical environment, what are, what are things that I can let go of? And every time you let something go, every time you quote-unquote lose something or relinquish it from your possession, you may have the experience of loss, but simultaneously what you're gaining is you're gaining wisdom and understanding. Going in with a sense of curiosity, going in with a, the intention of understanding and asking questions and opening yourself up and embracing what comes in rather than resisting things because you are so full of opinions already is one way to allow yourself to come back into the present and to bring you a sense of inner peace. Most of the time, what prevents us from having any inner peace is the attachments that we have about life, about ourselves, and about the things that we think that we need. And in reality, what we really need is not to have them but to let them go.